Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 67, and I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me, Monday morning, Mr. Brian Klemecki. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, what did you think about the NBA Finals? I love the result, man. <laughs> You're All happy. about the Warriors. You did call Warriors in six. Yeah. They end up closing out in Boston. Yeah. Um. It was kind of bittersweet. I was happy to see Boston lose just because they were the ones who knocked out Milwaukee. Right. Golden State's got quite the run going, though. Yeah, dude. Steph Curry, part of that dynasty that Warriors got, man. Like, his run here in the last eight years is pretty phenomenal to think about. Um, They got, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, kind of the old guard. They got the new guard coming in with Kaminga and Jordan Poole, Milwaukee boy. Um, you know, Wiseman, Moody, all these guys. Like, you get the young pups with the with the old guard. They're going to be good for a while still. They are. Uh, it goes to show how important Clay Thompson is to that team, though. Oh, crucial. Crucial. I mean, he missed the last two seasons with injuries, comes back, and they just immediately win another championship. Yeah, for sure. He's a good defender still. I mean, he's not what he used to be, but he's still a pretty good defender, and you still got to respect him uh, on offense. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he he's probably got like a year or two left of being like the Clay Thompson we know, but he's getting older. He's like, he's like 31 now. The thing with him, though, and I think it's like the Ray Allen template, if you can shoot, you'll find a spot. Yeah. There will be teams that will have you. Like he can play for the next six, seven years easy. Like yeah. being, you know, perennial all-pro Clay Thompson, maybe not, but a guy who can get you 20-plus a game. Yeah he'll be that forever i think the biggest thing that people are talking about on twitter is like what's the lifespan of draymond green still because he's getting older now and you know his stat lines are like nine points nine rebounds seven assists and you know he's getting paid like a he's an all-star and he's more like a role player i think as long as he's willing to take a, a slight pay cut which is hard it's a hit to the ego but like there's again a spot for that on every team look at pj tucker yeah like perfect comparison from a just a pure stat line standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy who's going to do the dirty work, going to you know, kind of fire the boys up. I mean, he's way better than PJ Tucker, but like he is. if he, I, th- I feel like if he gets to that point where he becomes PJ Tucker, I feel like you just retire. Like I'm done. Fair enough. I mean, he's got four rings. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. And now we head into the short. I feel like the NBA has got the shortest off season. Yeah, man. I mean, summer league starts like next month. Yep, the draft is in like a week or two, yeah. and then you know, summer league and free agency is in July. Um, so the guys, I mean, to be honest, like so everyone that didn't make the playoffs has been done since like Easter. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, but like, yeah, like uh, the Bucks last year, you know, we played until mid July, and then they went to Tokyo, and you know, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday had like six weeks off. Oh yeah, with the Olympics. Yeah, that's right. So this year the the NBA Finals guys they get about like three months off, but yeah, it's a really quick turnaround. But if you think about it, it's June. We've been talking off season football for four months. Yeah, and we still have a whole another month before actual training camp gets going. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we got like two more months, pretty much. You got July and August before we start seeing games. I know, and then August you get the preseason, and it's like you watch like oh you get so excited, you watch the first preseason game, and you're like okay this is 
kind of stupid. I yeah. just want to watch real football now. Seriously, like, oh, I tuned in for five minutes to watch Aaron Rodgers throw one pass. Yeah. Do a drive, and he's done. Yep. And now it's Jordan Love passing to number two and number three teams. Yeah. The scout team guys, <laughs> yeah. I'll never see their roster. Yeah. Although, you know, as an agent, those games are extremely <laughs> important now. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, bet, Yeah, you got man. guys trying to make a roster, and if – even if they're not going to land with that team, you're hoping maybe another team will pick them up, practice squad. Like those preseason games are important for the actual players, but as a fan, you're just like, okay, yep, get me to the first weekend in September, second yep. weekend in September. Let's get going. Yep. All right. Uh, last week we um, had to cut it just a little short. Um, we were kind of finishing with some Deshaun Watson talk, and but I, I had a couple other thoughts on the Browns. And then we got to get to our over-unders for the AFC North. So we're going to start there. And then we'll transition over to the AFC East. So to put a bow on Deshaun Watson, a couple thoughts that have happened since we talked last week. Did you see two more women came forward? I think we're now up to 26. 26. Um, that are on that lawsuit now, that civil lawsuit. I just think that this is going to be a drip campaign from now until who knows whenever this civil case is resolved. Yeah. Where I just think the Browns are just kind of stuck in the mess they've created. Where this this I think they were hoping like okay, we know this is good. we're going to eat a PR shitstorm here, but we'll eat it now in yeah. March. Yeah. By the time September rolls around, people it'll be old news and then once Deshaun Watson starts throwing touchdowns, everybody'll forget about it. Mhm. Mm. Do you think Doesn't that this is only on the Browns, or is the NFL culpable in not um, preventing this, this type of situation? Like, do you think if the NFL came out in, like, March and was like, hey, you know we didn't get, like, uh, any criminal charges, but we got 26 civil suits, like, just pump the brakes, um, he's probably going to get suspended well, the problem with the NFL is they've wh- what have they been waiting for? Exactly. Like I'm saying like they they're kind of sitting on their hands saying we're going on we're, 18 months. Yeah, we're going to wait until the judicial process plays out and I feel like in this unprecedented unprecedented situation like that's a totally wrong move to make. Um you got to have some sort of clarity going into this into next season, but I feel like you need to have some sort of um you know, memo put out to teams because as soon as Deshaun Watson got cleared from Texas court of no criminal charges, you had a swarm of teams go after him. Yep. So, like, if it wasn't the Browns making this egregious mistake, it would have been Carolina. Or it would have been New Orleans. It yep. would have been Atlanta. Atlanta. So, it, Carol, I mean, um, the Cleveland Browns aren't the only people to be that, like, idiotic in the situation because Matt Rule and all these other guys would have done the exact same thing. For sure. So, it's a, I feel like it's a culture issue in the NFL that they need to improve on. Um, they need to take these situations um, way more heavily than they do because I feel like they're really just saying, oh, we'll brush it off and, you know, eight months from now, no one will care. The, the thing is, like, the NFL waiting for a criminal investigation is completely normal and probably advisable. You don't want to get in front of a criminal investigation. But as soon as the Houston DA came out and said, we're not pressing charges, you're right, there was a swarm of teams – but that's when the NFL, like within weeks of that, should have had their official punishment. Right. They've allegedly interviewed 
some of the victims, although some of the victims are calling the interview like and a the Browns sham. refuse to d- even interview any of them. Which that's on the Browns. That's their own risk yeah. management problems. Yeah. But the NFL itself, who has a responsibility and it is investigating and will eventually levy some sort of punishment, you would hope. Um, you know, they should have came out right then. Like they've already interviewed people. They've interviewed Deshaun. Like that should have came out immediately after the criminal process was over. And now you got Deshaun who held a press conference last week, still professing his Of course he's going to say he's innocent. But so why wouldn't have Goodell been like, look, we know we don't know charges were pressed. We're just going to say we're suspending him indefinitely or we're putting him on the commissioner's exemplary. That's what he should have been. Something like that. Just so these teams come in like, all right, well, like it's not totally resolved yet. Let's not make a stupid mistake. And, and even, you know, when you put them on like one of these lists, like, do it like uh, like like when there's a police officer involved shooting, mm-hmm. they immediately put that cop on like paid, paid, administ- paid administrative leave. Yes. Do the same thing with Deshaun. Exactly. So you can avoid the lawsuit. He still gets paid. I mean, people forget he was projected or he was supposed to get paid like thirty million dollars this year from the Texans if he, they wouldn't have got traded. He got paid uh, this past season to sit out every single game. Yeah, that was only like ten million. Uh, but this year that pay that 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 pay was going to jump to like 30 million. So put him on paid administrative leave. Like, yeah, it sucks for the Texans. They're stuck with him, but yeah. And then if he gets suspended, you can always go back and recoup some of my, like there's, there's a way to go about this where Deshaun still gets his due process. Yeah. But now you're stuck in this PR nightmare. Who knows what the contract language is that Cleveland got themselves into? Like with these new allegations, can they wiggle their way out of it? Maybe that's going to be another legal fight. Yep. Um, so who knows, man? It's just it's a nightmare. And if you're like a teammate right now, like so you're Amari Cooper, are you like going golfing with this guy? Like what are you doing? Like how, like I saw a TikTok of you know Amari golfing with Deshaun Watson like during, like you know two weeks ago. It's like are you still going out with the bros and going to hang out with Deshaun Watson, knowing that he has all this predator type? You know, I think for his teammates, at the end of the day, it is a it is a you have to separate it probably there's got to be a professional standpoint and for a wide receiver it's extremely important to build that relationship with your quarterback yeah your goal is still to win games you're still to catch touchdowns and if your team rolls out this guy as your starting quarterback you need to do the best you can with the situation you've been dealt yeah so i don't blame amari cooper or anybody else in the browns organization for you know buddying up to deshaun it's there is a professional element to it yeah I mean, That's I feel like you can mean you can be a you can have a professional atmosphere within the buildings of Cleveland Browns, you know, stadium. But like, I'm not going out having beers with Deshaun or going golfing or doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I don't know. It, it puts everybody in a it's terrible tough situation. Yeah. So uh, if you're Cleveland, like you just spent two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed on this guy, like. Obviously, you want him to be innocent, but like if he's not innocent for for all this, like you're looking at what a two hundred thirty million dollar cap hit, dead cap. Like, well, ugh, it goes back to the contract. Yeah, because if they can suspend him and it voids future guarantees, once he's suspended, especially if he's suspended by the NFL, he again it goes back to the contract language. But if he would be suspended, let's say let's say the NFL bans him for life, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a dead cap hit. Cleveland would get that money back. Plus, they well, they haven't paid the base salary yet. 
and they'd probably be able to go after him for the signing bonus money. Okay. Which was like forty million. Okay, so they're not completely dead if that happens. No. All right. Well, that's good for them because otherwise you're looking at them like being like the Brooklyn Nets when they traded for Kevin Garnett and they gave away you know Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Like, yeah. They were a dead franchise for like four or five years because they gave away all their picks. They had no, they had nothing. They were a bare cupboard and they were just terrible. Well, and you know it would be interesting to see when the Los Angeles Rams moved from St. Louis. They lost that relocation lawsuit, or they settled, I should say. All of the owners chipped in for that, mm-hmm. which has a lot of the owners pissed, but they all did it. Yeah. Would you see something similar like this if in your scenario where Cleveland does get smacked with a $230 million dead cap? Because the NFL wants competitive balance. Yeah. They don't want the Cleveland Browns to win four games even you know over the next four years yeah because of their stupidity so yeah. would you see the owners be like all right you guys effed up yeah but we'll protect our own we, we need competitive balance yeah it'd be interesting to watch yeah yeah this whole process is going to be crazy to think about here <clears throat> it's hard to feel too bad for cleveland they knew what they were getting into mm-hmm. it was not a secret yeah if they would have done their homework and interviewed some women and found out like how easy the, the New York Times found their research um, is astonishing to what Cleveland failed to even try and do um, to find out wh- the whole background story of this whole Deshaun Watson case like it felt it feels very um, very much like they didn't want to know yeah for sure they didn't want to know and that that feels very 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 sketchy and on I feel like a lot of the Cleveland Browns fan fan base is disgusted by this, and a lot they might lose a lot of fans because of this. They might. Uh, what will be interesting is as Deshaun Watson goes through his civil trial, and those testimonies, those depositions become public record, yeah. and we get a peek behind the curtain. It'll put the NFL in an even harder spot if he is if he wins his civil trial. Like, what do you do? Because there is a burden of proof that needs to be met. And anytime you have an intimate setting such as this, it is likely his word against theirs. Yep. So how how do you meet that burden of proof? And if he is successful in his own civil trial, you know, it's puts the be, NFL in a tough gonna be, spot. It's going to be really interesting. Like, you know, he's got 26 separate civil, uh, civil suits or whatever. Like if, you know, is there a number where the NFL is okay? Like, all right, only three out of 26 are actually like, uh, you know, find you guilty. But like, like, I think if it's even one that finds him of misconduct, he's got to be banned. No, I don't think so. So what there's, so you're saying there's a number. So if it's like under 10, he's good. But like if he's under five, he's good. I, I think looking at, again, just looking at precedent, Big Ben, one, six-game suspension. Ezekiel Elliott. And everyone thinks that's egregious. Zeke, think same thing, too. Ray Rice, same thing, too. Well, Ray Rice got, what, a year? Ray Rice got two games, and then the video came out of him punching his wife, fiance, and then they were like... And then, and then he got, what, a year? And then he just got blackballed. Yeah. But again, he probably got blackballed because he was like 28, 29, and probably couldn't perform anymore. He could still be better than like some backup running back somewhere. It's a it's a it's a risk analysis though. 
Like how much bang for our buck? Like that like that's what the Browns Risk did. Risk analysis of Deshaun Watson right now. <laughs> but he is Dude, you talent- only sexually assaulted three women. You're good. You can you can come here. I, I'm not saying that's how it should be, but I'm saying that's how it will be. That's terrible. And I think if they think that way, I think they're dropping the ball again on a potential uh situation like the Ray Rice situation. Talent will always prevail in the NFL. Ray Lewis I almost allegedly killed the guy. <laughs> well, I think Murder. he helped dispose of a body. Yeah. I know. And he's a Hall of Famer. I'm telling you, I feel like the sh- the the justice issues in the NFL, the way they've handled themselves the past, you know, 2-3 decades has been utterly egregious. I I don't disagree with you. But if you're looking at it from But all these owners and people that coaches and stuff all they care about is winning and, and money whatever yeah and money and it's so sad that all these decisions are made on money and winning yep and if you are, have talent you can play for us regardless of what heinous act you've committed yeah well look at i mean just look at some of the draft histories of these guys like people forget tyreek hill fell to the sixth round because he hit his girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. aaron hernandez was f- everybody knew he had issues issues at Florida. Yeah. He was still what a second or third round pick. Kareem Hunt got a second chance in in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. I mean the unfortunately the league is littered with examples like this. That's why like if it comes down to where yeah even if he settles and we never hear about what actually happened. Mhm. I I still think it's less than a full year he'll get. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because, like, and, and people are going to compare this to, like, Calvin Ridley. Like, you know, $1,500 bet, you get to spend it for a year. I know you're compromising the integrity of the league, but, dude, you're telling me you're taking that into more of an account than potentially 26 sexual assault cases? Like, should be at least a year. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't know. Don't I'm, know. I'm glad I have n- no... I have no stake in the game here of deciding Deshaun Watson's fate, but it feels up to me just reading what I've read online and all that. I would say, for me, I would say suspended indefinitely with a potential to be banned for life at this point. Yeah. 26 is a big number. So we'll see. They still got to go through the uh, civil proceedings. Um, The good news about that is it looks like it is going to go to trial, which means – we get to see and hear from both sides. Is that um, what you were saying? Like the Johnny Depp thing was really big. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Like this is going to be monstrous. Mm-hmm. Just the the public interest in this trial is going to be insane. It is. I mean, you have easily a top ten quarterback, maybe a top five quarterback in the NFL. And if you think about like the like thirty two teams, yeah, yeah, and he's only twenty five, twenty six. Like, this is way bigger than Michael Vick and the dog thing. For sure, Michael Vick was at the tail end of his career. I mean, that's why teams like Cleveland and Atlanta and Carolina and New Orleans, they were all in on this guy because if you think about there's 32 teams, there are maybe 10 people on earth that can play the quarterback position well. Mm -hmm. And he's one of them, Mm -hmm. which is why, you know, right or wrong, teams are willing to make the investment in in a player like this because players like this don't hit the market. So now you got a superstar athlete, one of the best positions at the hardest position in all of sports. 
he's professing his innocence. You got 26 women coming forward saying this is what happened. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah. And I think it's going to get a little bit uglier because you got Sean Watson's attorney already like normalizing happy ending massages. What a joke. Well, he's getting out in front of it because you know, like stuff like that's going to start coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Haven't you ever had a happy ending? They're they're great, right? Yeah. As long as you didn't pay for it, you're good. (laughs) And you know, it's, it's, it's hard too because it's not implausible to think that there are people out there, probably both men and women that would take advantage of a celebrity to make a dollar. Yeah. But man, when there's 26, <laughs> yep. I feel like Rusty Hart coming out and saying like, Oh, like trying to normalize happy endings. Now that may be a good, like courtroom play. You're killing your, your public opinion of, of your, of your client. Well, the problem is, you know, your yes, the public opinion of your client may be getting hashed, but you like, stuff like this is going to come out in deposition. So you're trying to get out in front of it to kind of massage the messaging. Otherwise, if you let the New York Times hear about it first, it's going to get, you know, there's going to be another front page story that's not going to be very flattering either. So I'm I'm not doubting there's going to be another big, big story within the next two or three months. Not doubting it. Yeah. Can you imagine if they drop one, if there's no like ruling on this whatsoever, and we're like September 1st, you know, season starts in a week new york times drops another bomb and you're like oh shit week one who's our quarterback jacoby jacoby Brissett. like get ready bro mm-hmm. but like like giving him like no warning dropping a news story front page new york times and like the season starts in two days there <clears throat> the nfl has no shortage of enemies either yep so it, it would totally be plausible that there's a news media outlet sitting on a story right now waiting yeah. for the time to drop it and if you're the NFL, you're probably stuck in a hard spot because it could get dropped. If you do give them like a eight-game suspension, then the story could drop immediately after that. Yes, sir. Like the whole Ray Rice thing. Yeah. Oh, hey, we just found the videotape. Yeah, how hard did you look for it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, same thing. Or if you wait, they drop it right before the season starts. It, well, that's why the NFL and their attorneys get paid the big bucks, right? They got to figure this stuff out. And yep. either way, there's going to be an appeal, and the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson and his representation will fight it because they're maintaining his innocence. And hopefully the truth comes out and, and we'll figure it out. <sighs> Cleveland put themselves in a harder spot, though, because of the way they handled this whole acquiring Deshaun Watson. They've pissed off their former starting quarterback to the point where he is not coming to camp. Yeah. And he's kind of in no man's land. He's just sitting out there. And, of course, we're talking about Baker Mayfield. Yep. Rumors are starting to heat up that there might be a potential trade to Carolina. Carolina apparently wanted him by the time their mandatory minicamp started. That time has now come and gone. Mm -hmm. Baker still hasn't been dealt. What are your thoughts? Do you think Baker is dealt before, let's say, July 1st? In the next 11 days, is Baker out of Cleveland? I feel like if they wanted to make a trade, they would have done it by now. Like, uh, I, I preferably would have wanted them to trade him at the draft. Um, and now going, we're in almost July now. I feel like if you would have got him in camp for mandatory mini camp, because to me this comes off as okay, we're looking at Matt Corral and and Sam Darnold. They look like hot trash. Let's go get Baker. 
type situation. Yeah. And you still can't get it done for a seventh round pick. Right. Because you're haggling over like a million bucks here and there. Like if if you're if you're stuck up on, on, on the compensation, like what are you doing? And in the Browns, you should be looking to get whatever you can can for this guy. Well, you had an interesting thought, which I really liked after I thought about it, is let's do like Sam Darnold, a seventh, and Baker. Right. For Baker. Yeah. Because then there's no salary cap differential. You don't have to worry about eating money. You each are stuck with an $18 million quarterback that you probably shouldn't be paying $18 million for. Mm-hmm. You get Baker out of there. You have Sam Darnold, who is a, probably a, actually a solid backup quarterback. Yeah. You get him and, like a one-year audition while Deshaun takes his whatever suspension. Yep. Yeah, you get a one-year audition for Sam Darnold maybe. That, yeah, I, I would do a Sam Darnold in the seventh for Baker. The money is pretty much even. Yeah. And, you know, I'll throw you a seventh-round pick for your troubles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's great. You get Baker out of Cleveland, which – should happen and you know we we move on everybody goes on with their lives did you see the manning uh did you, were you the one that sent me the matting ratings for quarterbacks no i did not send that to you i've seen them and they're pretty egregious <laughs> so coming in at number 19 top two-thirds of the league baker mayfield uh, i mean i can see that who's below him Jameis? I'd take oh, Jameis. Here we go. Would you rather? Oh, would you rather? All right. Would you rather Baker Mayfield? <laughs> on the, the, on the spot. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll take Jimmy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'll take Trevor. Kenny Pickett. I'll take Baker. Tua. Oh, I'll take Tua. Justin Fields. I'll take Baker. Jared Goff. I'll take Goff. Zach Wilson. Zach. Trey Lance. Trey. Malik Willis. Bah, Baker right now. Daniel R- Daniel Jones. Baker. Carson Wentz. Baker. And Sam Darnold. Baker. <clears throat> Some interesting names below Baker Mayfield. Those are all the guys below him? Those are all the guys below him. So oh that was 20 God. through 32. First of all, the Carson Wentz slander there. Like the 31st quarterback? That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Um. And then Jimmy Garoppolo? He's been to like two NFC Championship games in the last three years. Like, And I know that I was <laughs> ripping on him last week, but yeah. like... Come on. To have him ranked 21st, I feel like is pretty, pretty tough. Yeah. Um... And then Jameis Winston, like, Jameis going to throw 30, bro. He's, I mean, he, throw, he might throw 30 picks, but he's going to throw 30 touchdowns. So my of that list, who I would take, I would take Jameis. I would take Garoppolo. All of the young guys, and I'm going to group them all together here, Lawrence, Pickett, Wilson, Lance, Willis. Fields. Fields. I think Baker is better than all of those guys right now. But if I had to start a franchise, I'd probably yeah. take all the younger guys. Yeah, you're taking, you're taking a chance, but hoping right. that the talent will come. I agree. Baker probably if you had to, if you had to pick one to win more games in 2022, Baker's probably the guy. Uh, I agree. Yes. But building a franchise, I'll, I'll take my shots with Fields or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, 
So those are all fine that Baker's ranked ahead of. And then Tua, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Sam Darnold are kind of the veterans below him. I think Tua's been a 500 quarterback or a little bit better in his starts in, in Miami with a dog shit roster. And now he's going to get some weapons. He's, we'll see how he goes. he's got a prove it year. Carson Wentz has a prove it year, and Daniel Jones is playing for his career. Yeah. Like if Daniel Jones has another mediocre year, he could be done. I agree. In the league. Same with Sam Darnold. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting that Baker Mayfield was that high. And if you're Carolina and Sam Darnold's your starting quarterback and he's the 32nd ranked, why wouldn't you do a straight-up trade? Mm-hmm. Makes total sense to me, man. I don't know. But I'm also an idiot, so. <laughs> um, I think Baker gets dealt. I think it happens pretty quickly. If it's really they're just haggling about money, who pays what salary, it's going to get done. Okay. It just if you're Carolina, you needed him in last week. Yeah. Like he's got to learn a playbook. He's got to get rapport with the wide receivers. That's what I'm saying. Like if I was Carolina, if I was going to do the trade, it would have been during minicamp. So no, have... it should have been during the draft. True, but I'm saying like the last straw here is he needs to be at minicamp. Yes. Um, if he's not there, now you're looking at like. Training no. camp, and you're going to give him four weeks to learn yeah, an offense. Exactly. They're not setting him up for very much success. No, no. So I feel like their their shots come and gone. So I don't know if he gets dealt. Honestly, I don't think he will get dealt. I think he's just going to sit on the roster and just kick rocks. If you're if you're Cleveland though, and you can't get a deal done, you have to cut him. Oh yeah, and then well, then Carolina's going to scoop him up immediately and give him. Then Carolina's the winner. Yep. Because they're going to pay him three, four million dollars. Yeah. Probably heavy incentives. Yeah. Man, it's just amazing how quickly the market, I think, for Baker has shifted. Last year, last October, I was writing an article, and I think even said it on the podcast that I thought he was going to get paid probably twenty-five to thirty million dollars mm-hmm. in an extension. And now he's just in no man's land. Now he's lucky to start week one. And the only reason he would start week one in Cleveland is because Deshaun's suspended. He, I think, even if he's on the roster, he's not. He doesn't want to play for them. He'll hold out. He'll, he'll. I think he would happily pay the fines. Yes. Yeah. He wants to see Cleveland burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a happy camper. Well, you need me. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, should have thought about that before you traded for this guy. Yep. All right. Let's do some over unders and let's move over to the AFC East. Okay. So projected to win this division. Wow. Uh, I'm So I'm just looking at this on the fly. Who's the last team? Pittsburgh. Um, okay. So there is a three-way tie over-unders okay. for first place in this division. Wow. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland are all at nine and a half wins. Well, Cleveland's going to drop, I feel. I'm going to go way under on Cleveland. You're expecting the NFL to suspend Deshaun Watson for yeah. at least half the year? At least. At least. I would say at least full year, honestly. Okay. And then you are stuck with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And whoever quarterback three and four is probably. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What about Cincinnati and Baltimore? So nine and a half. Nine and a half. I think I would say I, I would say since he's probably my division winner, so I'm saying they're gonna probably gonna be over. Um, I think Baltimore's going to be improved from last year, and I would say they're probably at like nine wins. 
So I'm going to go under. You're going to go under on Baltimore. Yeah. I go over on Cincinnati as well. I think they I think they get to 11 or 12. So this division likes to beat each other up. It's kind of smash mouth football. But I like what Cincinnati's done. They've improved where they need to improve, specifically the offensive line. I think that offense is going to be hard to stop. It's oh, just can sure. the defense perform. And they got their own contract issues with Jesse Bates. Oh, yeah. We were kind of going back and forth in this this past week with the whole well, we Micah had, Fitzpatrick news. Yeah, because he got a huge contract. Jesse Bates is not happy. He <laughs> said he's not showing up to camp till he gets a contract. Yeah, which, I don't blame him. Easy to say that now until you start getting fined. But, um, you know, could he be the next Jamal Adams type hold in? Yeah. It's not a good spot to be. They have the cap room. I don't know why they haven't extended him. Again, if you just would have done it in February. Yes, sir. You would have saved yourself a whole bunch of money because I would have thought Jesse Bates probably that 16 to 17 million. Because I think we, when we looked at it, let's take Jamal Adams out because he's kind of a an outlier. But you look at the when we were talking about the Derwin James contract, we were saying about fifteen and a half million was like the, the yeah, and was Justin Simmons like, just ahead like of that fourteen ish? I thought I yeah, don't know. but yeah, it was like mid teens, right? So you figure you take a slight bump, it's probably fifteen and a half to sixteen and a half million. Yeah. Well, now you get Minka coming out. Yeah. He's pushing twenty million. What was it? Nineteen point one. Eighteen four. Eighteen four. He got. Okay, next man up. Now, now it's eighteen six, eighteen eight. Yeah. Nineteen. Yeah. You just cost yourself probably three million dollars a year by waiting. I feel like if if you're an NFL team and you have a good player, a great player, and they ask to get paid and they're making their intentions known, just pay them instead of waiting. If you wait around, who you run the risk of, you know, this type of situation. You know, you thought you could get away with like fifteen, sixteen. Now you're looking at like nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. So it, the the longer you wait, the more the market develops and the more you'll be left behind trying to play catch up. Yeah, and it, maybe if for Cincinnati, you're saying, "Look, we're saving every penny until we got to pay Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase," which is fine. But then you should have, ta- in my opinion, tag and trade him. Right, right. And let someone else pay him because somebody else will because he's a one. He's the top one of the top safeties in the league. Um, so we'll see how that breaks down because that could have, that could greatly impact that defense. Which you know, to be a contender, you need you need you need both sides of the ball. Baltimore is, I think, the hardest one for me to predict. I think nine and a half is like such a perfect Vegas over under. Yeah. Because <laughs> I could see them winning 10, 11 games, but I could see them winning well, seven. Every team is like pretty much close. Like everyone, te- like before the 17 games, everyone's like, ah, oh, everyone's like eight and eight. And it kind of depends on how things shake out, whether, you know, if you're 10 wins or if you're six wins. Yeah. So, yeah, nine and a half is like the perfect Vegas number of like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's like mediocre right here. And, yeah. If one thing breaks their way, then you win. If it breaks the other way, well, big loss. So I'm going to go under as well, just because I think that team's going to struggle to score points. Yeah, I don't, do, I don't know how they're going to score points, man. And is that defense good enough to keep, you know, I think if they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games, it's going to be because they have the number one ranked defense in the league where they're holding teams to like 11, 12 points a game on average. Yeah. I don't know if that defense is that good. I don't think it is because I don't know where their pass rush is going to come from. They, right, they and got, that's huge. They got some DBs. That's cool, but like, can you cover for six seconds? You, exactly, exactly. And if you're sending the house every play to try and get to the quarterback, 
a lot of these quarterbacks you're playing in the AFC, especially, yeah, gonna dice you up. Just act, just ask Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, agreed. So I'm gonna take the under as well. Man, if Deshaun's out for the year, like Cincinnati might have one of the easier divisions. Yeah, this division goes from being pretty good to pretty terrible. Like, at least in the AFC. I mean the the AFC South is. Eh. Yeah, it's hard to beat the AFC South with uh, being so terrible. Yeah, but I mean it's not going to be great. You have two two teams that are kind of neck and neck to go for the division in Baltimore and Cincy, but then you have one team that's a wild card. So that that wild card team with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Seven and a half. I'm going eight wins. I'm going over. I'm going to go over as well. I think Tomlin keeps his streak alive of not having a losing season. I think they go. That's either, a losing season. I, but I think they go eight, eight, and one. Oh. Or or, <laughs> or I think they go nine and eight. All right. Eight, eight, and one. Book it. I mean, is there a more tie happy team than the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> I feel like they get a tie every year. You know what's they tied the Lions. You know what's hilarious is whenever a tie happens, you know, the presser comes out and they're like, Oh, the quarterback, like Donovan McNabb, like, I didn't know you you could tie in the NFL. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Although I think I think ever since Donovan McNabb, I, I do think everybody knows you can now tie. <laughs> um so yeah, I think Cleveland, if Deshaun's out for the year, they're they're in big trouble. And I think that you know what's weird? I think they're okay being in big trouble this year. They don't owe Deshaun Watson a ton of money. He's got a very low cap hit. You kind of follow like that burrow where he got hurt and you still get a top ten draft pick. You can go get a guy. They don't have the top ten draft pick. All their picks belong to well, Cleveland. That's true. <laughs> or to Houston. Or, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They, Houston. they did give them all away, didn't they? This is the Brooklyn Nets situation of them trading all their picks for old Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Jason Terry. Yeah, that's uh that's a good point. So maybe they're not okay with being terrible. They're looking at like, I hope Carson Wentz comes available next year. I hope Matt well, Ryan comes available next year. If I, Deshaun's out long term. Yeah. I struggle to see a suspension coming longer than a season. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Deshaun is probably playing football at least in 2023. Jeez, man. I feel like this is the one opportunity the NFL can do to get it right, and I feel like indefinitely suspending him with a possibility of banning him. And, look, if he comes back clean and everything everything works out in his favor, okay, you can come back. I'm not playing him until any of this is resolved and letting it known like this is a possibility of if things go south here, you're not playing ever again. Can't have that. Yeah. Hmm. So I'll take the under on Cleveland. Nine and a half is going to be tough for them to get to. If I had to rank this division, I think I'd go Cincinnati. Man, I think Pittsburgh might shock some people. You're high in Pittsburgh, huh? I mean, I'm high on Mike Tomlin. So you have all the faith in the world in Mike Tomlin? I do. He's proven it. He's, he's got a phenomenal track record. It's hard to argue with it. Um, what about Harbaugh's track record? I, I just I can't get last year out of my head, and that's probably a bad thing to be, like when you're trying to pick fe- like past results don't predict future. Like Lamar Jackson's a great regular season quarterback because of – And they battled so much injuries last year that it's hard to like say that that was the real Baltimore Ravens. Like yeah. how many teams, if you lose a former MVP quarterback, are going to be competitive? It's not many. 
Right. So it's hard to like blast Baltimore for that. But then like the analytics and the going for two to win games, like he lost like every coin flip last year, Baltimore lost. <laughs> so like, is that going to happen again? I don't know. I just think if, if Pittsburgh can get just decent quarterback play out of either Trubisky or Pickett, I feel like they can win nine, 10 games. Yeah, I think it's way really possible they get to nine ten, and then well, ten's a stretch. I say nine, but yeah. And then can Baltimore match that? It's going to depend on Lamar, and it's but it's Lamar and who, other than Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. So I, I I could see this division going Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Mm, I feel like I feel like you would be right if there's a like a Mark Andrews misses like four games this year because then really who you throw into and that offense might not score a point yeah i can get behind that prediction uh, i'm still gonna say baltimore second but i can see pittsburgh taking that second slot pretty easily if things break the right way with the, the health of the, the ravens again because i think pickett can give you what old like 38 year old ben roethlisberger gave you i think he can do that i think trubisky can give you that yeah i think they, i think both that's like their baseline, I think. And yeah. If, you know, if he can give you a little bit more, then you're looking at maybe 10 wins. So, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the AFC East. There's <laughs> – you're like, I'm struggling coming up with notes here. And it is – I think the just the biggest question is how much does Baltimore run away with – or excuse me, Buffalo run away with this division. Um, just because – I don't know where New England's going. They kind of feel like a ship without a rudder right now. Yeah. They still don't even know who's going to call their plays next year. Yeah. They're talking about Matt Patricia, which I always thought he was more of like a defensive coordinator. So now they're giving this guy the potentially the reins to the kingdom here. Just let Josh Allen go, man. Just let him do his thing. No, I'm talking about oh, New England. New England. Oh, no, they got Joe Judge. Yeah, but they haven't come out and said that Joe Judge is going to call plays. <laughs> oh, uh, it might be Bill Belichick too. And Matt Patricia's in that. Yeah. Can't. It's really bad, man. So, like, how are they going to be? Yeah. Miami bought a bunch of shiny new toys. That doesn't always equal wins. Right. Just because you win free agency doesn't mean you win. And then the Jets are probably just two to three years away. They just have so much to work. I thought they had a fantastic draft. Yeah. I think they're trending better, finally. Yeah. But there's just... They, they still need some help. I I agree. I agree. So my question is, how many games does Buffalo win this division by? Might be four, dude. Four or five. It might be. They might be the first one to wrap up a playoff spot. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Like, oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's all wrapped up. And then you're just playing for seeding. Yeah. Which I do think for Buffalo to get to the Super Bowl, which is obviously their goal. I think it is Super Bowl or bust for Buffalo. I think they need to be the number one team. In the playoffs, I agree. They need the, I think they need the, the playoffs home. to run through Buffalo. I agree in that assessment. I think if you can get them to come to you, especially with Josh Allen's strong arm playing in the elements in Buffalo, like not every quarterback can throw, you know, a fifty mile an hour heater through thirty mile an hour winds. You know, Josh Allen can do it. Yeah. The only thing that might hurt Buffalo if it is in Buffalo, is is that running game going to be improved enough to 
you know, handle it. I mean, I think New England. I don't even know if they need a running game because if you think back to like um, not the playoff game, but the the second New England Patriots game where it was like a foot of snow outside and you could barely see the telecast. Yeah. And Mac Jones threw the ball three times uh, because they couldn't throw the ball right. Flip side, Josh Allen threw the ball like twenty five times because they said our guy can throw. Yeah, he's no got matter that tight what. Spiral. Yeah, yeah. It was just a matter of the receivers actually catching the ball. But mm-hmm. like, it's just it, there's just levels of this quarterback play, and it, Josh Allen's arm is like second to none, and like arm strength and everything like that. So it's good to know they have that in their back pocket that they can play in the elements in January. And if they get like a Mac Jones, if they get you know one of the, like a Joe Burrow, can Joe Burrow throw? You know, forty-yard passes, Jamar Chase in January in thirty-mile-hour winds, thirty-mile-hours in, 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 in you know, ten degrees outside and a foot of snow. Like if you take you know if you take that out of his game, what do they got? Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, more Joe Mixon. It's going to be the same result as what the Patriots had. Yeah, it'll be super interesting. I can't wait. Yeah, which is why I hope their next stadium. I think they're talking about putting a roof on or a retractable roof in Buffalo. It'd be good for the fans and all that, but like you're killing your. You like Buffalo? It's like Lambo, but I I'm gonna go even more than Lambo. Like yes, Lambo is cold. We don't get the wind and the snow like Buffalo gets though. No, you're right. You're right. Like it's a it's a game changer. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see where that goes. Um, you taking Josh Allen number one overall fantasy quarterback? Fantasy quarterback? No, not number one overall in the draft, but. Is he your quarterback one? QB one for fantasy, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Does that mean Stephon Diggs is in your top five? For wide receivers? Uh, Let's see. I would take Cooper Cup over him, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and then it gets kind of maybe Stephon Diggs. Um who else would be out there? DeAndre Hopkins suspended. Um, Tyreek Hill. I think Stefan Diggs is going to be better than Tyreek Hill this year in fantasy. In fantasy. I like better players Tyreek Hill, but fantasy-wise, I think Stefan Diggs gives him. Just better quarterback, better situation, stays in the same situation versus mm-hmm. the playbook. Um, God, I'm just trying to think. Receivers out there. Um but yeah, I think Stefan Diggs is right in that five to seven range. Okay. I think Gabe Davis' season's coming though, bro. Yeah, you, you like him taking a big step forward. <laughs> that playoff game, man, two hundred yards, four touchdowns against the Chiefs. That might have been his like pedestal of getting to greatness here. I could see him getting a thousand yards and eight to ten touchdowns. And if that happens, like, man, Buffalo's gonna be just tough to keep up with. For sure. You got Dawson Knox. You got Stefan Diggs. If Cook can be, God, I love James s- Cook. Serviceable, yeah. Um, that's that's huge for that offense. They they need to stop running Josh Allen ten times a game. Like the QB sweeps and stuff, need to stop. Yeah, I wouldn't do that during the regular season. But like if you got to break it out in you know January, I'm okay with it. I'm but, okay with doing it like when it's first and goal from the two. Okay. We don't need to do it from first and ten on our own twenty five yard line. I agree. <laughs> I'd say if it's like third and three at like the 40, I would be okay with that even there. 
you got to do what you got to do to pick up that third down. But like, yeah, I'm not first and 10, first and 15. Keeping teams honest with the run does not mean rushing Josh Allen. So <laughs> they need they, they need James Cook to take a big step forward so they can protect their $280 million man or whatever Josh Allen's making. Are you, uh, real quick, are you taking Debo over Stefan Diggs in fantasy? I'm going to I'm going to say no okay. just because I trust Josh Allen more than I trust whoever the quarterback's going to be in San Fran whether it's Jimmy or Trey. Okay. Debo brings that added element of, you know, running the football, but he's made it very clear he doesn't want to do that and I think San Fran is going to try and appease him the best they can with that. Like I do think he's going to get the occasional jet sweep. They might line him up out of there to create some match mismatches in the passing game, but I, I don't think he's going to get 10 carries a game like he was. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think I'm taking Stefan Diggs. I just I know Debo had a phenomenal like campaign last year, so you gotta throw his hat in the ring there for with sure. The, with the top wide receivers. Absolutely. Um Vaughn Miller, how much does Vaughn have left in the tank? He's what, like thirty two, thirty three? He just got like a six year deal, man. He took that money and ran. He'll retire a bill. Um <laughs> Do you think he ends his contract? Do you think he plays six years? Or do they cut him after like three? Yeah, I think he I think he gets cut after three. It's just so hard to play that long in the NFL. And even though he's not that old, it feels like he's been doing it forever. And like I kind of look at like he reminds me of like Khalil Mack. Like how so? Dominant in his prime. Now he's getting a little bit older. Like I think to expect a guy in his lower to mid thirties to continue to get double digit sacks is just a lot. I agree. So I think like what Cleo Mack's been able to do, like eight sacks, still getting three to four force fumbles a year. I think that is probably what you should expect out of these guys as they get into their thirties. I agree. I agree. Now, is that worth what Buffalo paid him? Mm, I don't know. I guess it depends on what his role in that defense is. Do they bring him in as a pass rushing specialist or, you know, you're paying that kind of money. Are you expecting him to be out there three downs? Right. Yeah. I guess it depends on how they use him, but yeah, you're paying him like six for a hundred million or whatever they got for him. He's got to be a three down player. Yeah. It's a huge investment, huge investment. And, uh, like I think we were talking like about Josh Allen's like cap hit next like this year next year like it's kind of minimal and then it like really skyrockets so mm-hmm. they got like a two-year window they got, like, so a two-year window exactly that's why they kind of went all in trying to get a little bit of help that defense i mean miller's getting 20 million a year six for 120 yeah just pulled up his stats last year combined with the rams and the broncos he had nine and a half sacks 2019 he had eight sacks and then 18 and 17, he had 24 and a half over those two years. So, I mean, from like 14 to 18, he's getting double-digit sack totals. Yeah. But I think like nine and a half sacks is probably a ceiling going forward. I agree. I feel like what Denver had when he, they had the Von Miller-DeMarcus Ware, I think now he is now the DeMarcus Ware. Like he's that yep. aging guy, that secondary pass rusher. Yeah, and – Depending on who's on the other side of him, which I can't name off the top of my head. Do you know who Buffalo's other defensive end is? It's like Greg Rousseau and like AJ Epinesa, like guys that are very unproven. So Von Miller's probably still going to get the majority of the attention. Yeah. 
that's, that's so they're, tough, they're man. paying he's, him he's like a pass rusher to get you know 15 sacks 14 sacks but he's not i don't think he reaches that i think he gets he'll maybe scrape 10 i think that's yeah 15 is i think too high of expectations for yeah for vaughn but i feel like when you're paying a guy 20 million dollars a year that's what that's what those type of guys go for mm-hmm. you know the 15 sack guys they go for 20 million and yeah they had the you know they had the cap room to splurge and and acquire him in free agency so good on them but I, you know I think there is a business element here. Buffalo's building a new stadium. Von Miller's going to sell jerseys. Von Miller also came out and said he wants to be the first uh, I think the first ever or second ever guy to win a Super Bowl in three different teams. That was one of his like legacy points. He said, "Look, I could have been comfortable and stayed in L.A., but like this is this kind of appealed to me." Of winning a Super Bowl in three te- with three different teams, which is going to win the fans over. Yeah, sell more jerseys. Yeah, um, he's a he's six three two forty nine. He ran a four four nine. Yeah, he was a freak, dude. That's crazy. He had eighteen and a half sacks as a second year player. I think he went second overall in the draft, if I'm not mistaken. He was top two pick. Yeah, freak. That's awesome. All right. Um, so we'll see what Vaughn does. I, I think eight to ten sacks is a phenomenal year for him, and if you're a Buffalo fan, I think that's what you should expect. Um, is Buffalo the best team in the AFC? I'm going to let you take that one first while I think. Are they the best team? I think they'll have the best record, but I don't know if they are the most complete team at this point. Yeah, they got the weapons. They got the quarterback and stuff like that. And uh, I just don't know about that defense. The defense worries me a little bit. So who? So who else is up there? So we got Cincinnati's the other division winner. Yeah, we've already talked. The whole the, AFC West is juggernauts. Yeah, but I th- like the Chiefs. I think like they have to prove it defensively as well. I agree. Um, I think right now the most complete team in the league is the Chargers. Your Chargers. Yeah, they they could be. They I think they spent money in the right places too. They need Herbert to just get over the mental hump hump of playing in the playoffs and then winning in the playoffs. Yeah. Denver has a team to watch out for. Denver. Yep. I don't think anybody in the AFC South. No. So I'm gonna say that. If LA, the Chargers might have the most talent. Exactly. But that doesn't necessarily make them the best team. I agree. And now we're getting down to where you're comparing these teams. It's going to come down to things like coaching and I, leadership. And I would take McDermott over uh, Staley. Yes. So, yeah. So, like I said, like I think the players in the field, I would say Chargers have more talent. I agree with that assessment. The Bills, the Bills have a great offense, and they have probably the best safety tandem in the league. Javius White's coming off an ACL, which is going to hurt. I'm not really sure how much they got in that D line. Um, they got Ed Oliver, but Von Miller now, but I don't, they still got to prove it to me a little bit. It, but it, it worries me that they're gonna like they're gonna make the AFC Championship game again. And let's say Kansas City gets back, because I could still see Kansas City getting back there. Don't get well, me wrong. Well, Buffalo did not make the AFC Championship game. 
they lost. It was it was Cincy versus KC. That's right. You're right. But I remember, like, my point where I was going with that is if they get to the AFC Championship game or even any playoffs in this AFC conference, like, I would be terrified for them to get into another 35-31 to 31 shootout. Yes. I would be terrified if they had to go against Pat Mahomes and Arrowhead. Or L.A. in L.A. Yes. Like, I feel like if they're going to win a playoff game, they kind of got to win it ugly or get up early and just, like... I think they need to get up early. But, like, if you get this back-and-forth, up-and-down-the-field game, like, they might be going home early again. Yeah, I agree. So... I I like the experience of Russell Wilson. I like the experience and and the playmaking and the overall talent of Patrick Mahomes better. Um, Although Josh Allen, and I like the the talent rost- the talent on the roster of the Chargers more. Yeah, Josh Allen's got some experience now. He hasn't he he's hasn't won one he playoff hasn't, game. He hasn't provi- but he's got that experience of being in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, like Herbert doesn't have that. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like I like the overall talent on the roster. Yeah. So is Buffalo representing the AFC in the Super Bowl? Uh, that's hard. <laughs> I would say no because I would take the field. I guess taking the field is always the smarter. Yeah, bet. taking the field. Uh, gun to my head, I think it's I think it's Kansas City. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm I'm still putting a lot of value, a lot of stock in oh. the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes duo. It's tough to bet against those two. It's tough. Uh, I think Spagnolo is just a wizard and uh, of a defensive coordinator in the playoffs. He just knows how to get the job done. Um, and all you need basically is one stop. And if Patrick Mahomes has, if he he has a good offensive line, if he has the time, uh, he's got the talent to dicey up. And if you can, if he hangs thirty five on you. And you just need you just need to get one stop if you're Spagnolo if you and your your offense taking thirty five, you win. Yeah, I'm gonna take Buffalo. I just think it's finally their time. You know Denver, who I really like. Buffalo is the hot pick. Buffalo's okay. the hot pick. I think it's the smartest money. Yeah. Um. You know Denver. As much as I like them, they got a first year head coach. And L.A., who I think might have the best roster in the AFC, I just don't trust Staley to do it yet. I agree. So then it is kind of Kansas City or Buffalo, and I, th- I think Kansas City's, or excuse me, Buffalo's got just a little bit more talent. You're not scared by the lack of run game? In Buffalo? Yeah. Well, we'll see what Cook can bring to it. Yeah. I mean, if Cook at the end of the year has 450 yards, then I'm scared because that means Josh Allen probably has 600 again. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is a good long-term strategy. So, <laughs> But I think the smart money is still Buffalo. All right. Let's go down the coast a little bit to New England. All right. Where do you want to start with New England? Let's start with Mac Jones. Okay. He had a very good rookie campaign, especially considering other than his tight ends, I don't know if I could name – a wide receiver who's still on that roster. Um, they got the corpse of Kendrick Bourne. Who? <laughs> I mean, they brought in um, Devontae Parker. Yep, Devontae Parker. Nikhil Harry's cut. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Okay. Like I know it's it's really bad. It's pretty. The cupboard's bare down there. Um, I think for this team to win games. 
and for Mac Jones to be successful. I, I don't think the good thing for Mac Jones is I don't think New England needs him to be the next MVP candidate. I think they're going to kind of build their team around the tight end position. They spent a ton of money on Hunter Henry and uh, Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith needs to take a huge step forward. He had a very disappointing year last year. Sure did. Um, Hunter Henry was actually quite good coming off his injury history. But if they can kind of get back to, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing Gronk and or these two to Gronk and Hernandez, but if they can kind of get back to making those two the focal point of that offense where Mac Jones can throw 25 to 30 touchdowns and just keep the turnovers down and pound the rock with Harris and Stevenson. Yeah, those guys. Belichick just like just wants to win. He has no problem winning games seventeen to three, you know, twenty one to ten. Yeah. Um, and that defense two years ago was, I think, the number one ranked defense in the NFL. That's because they beat up on the Jets and the Dolphins with you know they it was very inflated stats. Yeah. Still, you gotta you gotta win those games. I mean, the Packers play the Bears and the Lions, and they still haven't had a true, true. Uh, number one ranked defense. Well, we have a top offense, and they sputter out in the playoffs. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> and that's why we go home early every year. Yeah. So, you know, I think this this team's going to kind of be the Tennessee Titans. They're going to be this year's Tennessee Titans, where they're going to kind of just win games ugly. Everyone's like, "How the hell are they winning games?" Type thing. Like, yeah, you're winning with like you know your cornerback three being CB one for you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so you think they're like, well, Tennessee was one seed last year. Dude. I I don't. Th- not there's no way in hell i will there's no i'm going to guarantee it <laughs> that new england is not okay. the number one seed okay so you're saying they're more of like a surprise team like how the hell are they doing this week to week yeah okay where they're like they won again yeah like how all right i can get behind that because i have no idea how this team's gonna score points i th- but i think new england could be a wild card playoff team i think that's their ceiling really that's their ceiling so you like New England over all of the AFC West teams and like Baltimore and like Baltimore, I think is very close. Tennessee. Yes. I like them better than Tennessee. Okay. The AFC or West. Miami. Miami, I think is the biggest one. Okay. I just don't know what Miami is yet. We haven't seen this Miami. All right. I agree. So you're not buying until you see it. Yeah. I got to see that Tua can get back to like Alabama Tua before he broke his hip. Yeah. Because if he can do that, man, this the sky's kind of limit for Miami. They they could have one of the top offenses in the league. Yeah, but until I see it, you know, don't know. Okay. Plus, they got a first year head coach. Yeah, I think that. I think Mac is really going to struggle with scoring points. There's going to be film on him now this year. He's not really known for mobility doesn't have the strongest arm the weapons i just not buying the weapons um and then like defensively you lose jc jackson you don't have a lot of like primetime athletes per se like no wow players on defense to me you got matt judon but like what's matt judon he's like a to they, me he's like a above average pass rusher he's not a star i will say though like belichick's never had the wow factor other than the year they brought in randy moss yeah, for sure. Other than that, it's been like, how do they win games with Julian Edelman and yeah, Wes like Welker? Yeah, type guys. Yeah, the yeah. guys who just want to come in and play football. But, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the whole AFC is 
gotten the wow factors and the talent, and I don't know if if this time around the blue collar guys get it done. I mean, last year, I mean they fizzled. Don't get me wrong, but we were they got shredded by forty. They did, and the, the December was not kind to the New England Patriots, and they they were they were heading the wrong direction heading into the playoffs, and then that playoff debacle just yeah. Like, but like we were heading into December, and this was a number one seed in last year's right. AFC, and right. like last year's AFC was no joke. Yeah, Belichick can find a way to win games if he can get guys to buy in. The thing that worries me about New England is they don't have Brady anymore. Like, do they have like the Teddy Brewskis or the Vince Wilforks or like some of those guys that like rallied that locker room? Yeah. Because I think to expect that out of like a second year Mac Jones is probably a lot to ask for. For sure. That's going to be like the thing, but I could see this team just winning dirty games. Like Belichick will do whatever it takes to win. He's got no ego. I agree. Like so. he was winning games with Cam Newton. And that was, I mean, the corpse of Cam Newton was just terrible. Yeah, well, to watch. even when they beat Buffalo the, uh, they, this past year, yeah, the first game, it yeah. was ugly. It was disgusting. And like a reporter asked, like, "Do you like winning games like this?" And Belichick's like, "I like winning. I like winning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like a perfect motto." So, like, do I expect this team to get back to the playoffs? No, I think if I had to bet, I would pick them to miss the playoffs, just because the AFC is so deep. But I don't think I'd be that surprised if they're the six or seven seed. All right. I'd be shocked if they're in the playoffs. That's okay. my opinion. I just right. love all the AFC OS teams. Baltimore, I think, can make a run. Um, I think Tennessee is still going to be a player. I think, yeah, they lose some talent, but uh, I love Rabel as a head coach, and he showed he could get the job done with, like, misfits. So, Well, Belichick disciple, right? Yeah. Uh, your next question, uh, does Devonte Parker do anything as a number as wide receiver one for you? Uh, that answer is no. <laughs> um, doesn't do anything. For He's, me. uh, I mean, Mac had a decent season last year and Devonte Parker's easily his best wide receiver. He's playing with now. So for sure. But again, like is new England going to let Mac Jones just sling the ball around? I don't know. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get that vibe, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I think this might be a year where I just stay away from every New England Patriot in fantasy football, other than maybe Hunter Henry. Say your boy Damian Harris. He had a nice year, but the thing with like, he had a very solid year for me last year. The thing that worries me about any New England running back is if they fumble, they miss like three games. Oh yeah. Because Belichick's the Belichick's. Like, yeah. Why don't you go take a seat? We'll yeah. see you in week seven. I'll bring up. Uh... Brennan Bolden or yeah. whatever, like some scrub from the practice team, and yeah. take your spot because he, he can hang onto the ball and you can't. Yeah, that worries the hell out of me. I always used to play the Bellatrix game when it was like uh, who was on my team, uh, like Lawrence Maroney, like way back when. It's like, well, he got a great like week three game and like week four comes and it's like he doesn't have a carry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? What yeah. happened? Yeah. So this might be a year where I stay away from from Patriots. Uh, how many years does Belichick have left? The correct answer is however many more Bill Belichick wants to coach. Just blank check. Whenever you want to go, you got to go. Okay. I think so. I think he's earned it. He's like a Joe Paterno. Yeah, and then when he stops coaching football, he'll die because <laughs> he has nothing else to live for. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to Joe Paterno. That's true, man. It's true. Because he's in his 70s now, man. If you get to like, if you get to 80, I mean, Jesus Christ. 
I don't think it'll last that long. It's too hard. I mean, Joe Paterno was just like the face of Penn State. He wasn't designing game plans. He wasn't calling plays. I still get the sense that Belichick is still very much involved. Yeah. And he's also the general manager. I do think, like, as we get probably two, three years from now, he's going to have to divvy up those roles. I, I, If I was Bob Kraft, I would ask him to because, I mean, you're going to be, like, almost 75 years old and you're asking this 75-year-old man to work 80-hour weeks. Like, that's going <laughs> to take a toll, man. And they've proven somewhat successfully. There's been some flameouts that they've still developed front office talent. Like, I think Nick Casario down in Houston will be a good GM. He came from New England. I mean, so... Ziegler, McDaniels. Yeah. Um, Las Vegas now, yeah. So I think they've developed front office talent. I think it's now up to, like, Belichick to, like, groom yeah. his successor. And then, like, you pick one. Like, do you want to move into the front office because you don't want to work 90 hours a week? Yeah. And then let's get you a head coach that you what I just think for a guy like him though, with all the success, it's gotta be hard to relinquish that control. Oh, for sure. Definitely gonna have some ego involved there too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they need to divvy up those roles. It's too much to ask for one person for sure. To do all of that work. For sure. And I think it shows in the draft. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cole Strange ends up being an all pro guard. I mean, if can you imagine that if we look back like a year from now, two years from now, and we're like, man, that Cole Strange pick was phenomenal. Like, I mean, I there deck is Belichick another ten years, man, for sure, one hundred percent. But I mean, like that was the one pick this past draft that everybody universally was like, what the heck was that? Yeah, everyone's like, okay, Cole uh, Strange even came on Saturday. He's like, I had no idea that I was gonna. Get. He's like, I was expecting you just won the lottery, three, my friend. Four. Yeah. Yeah, man. So a lot of people, myself included, think maybe Belichick a little off his rocker. He's that grandpa you got to take the car keys away from because you think you know he might hit somebody. Yeah, he's, he's getting up there in age. Uh, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. I do. Th- I do agree that he's got his. He's got a long enough leash where he can do whatever he wants uh, as far as like how much time he has left. I just. I really don't want him to be like a Joe Paterno type. Um, like you got to like, hey, hey, Bill, they're on the other yeah. side of the field and you got to turn like him to look at You see everyone making fun of Joe Biden right now. Like yeah. it, it's going to be really embarrassing. Like I remember Joe Gibbs. Yeah. When everyone was making fun of Joe Gibbs for mm-hmm. the longest time, being on the Washington sideline. Like, I don't want that for Belichick. No. You kind of want to see your heroes go yeah, out on top. Yeah, go out on top, man. I, I don't disagree with you. I, but I, I also don't get the sense that like Bill's anywhere near there. Not I agree. not like the Joe Paterno types. I agree. He's right now. It doesn't seem like he's anywhere near there. But I feel like it's gonna be a cliff. Like one year we'll look up and be like, "Ooh, this turned real bad in like six months here." Mm. I just like sometimes some people don't age gracefully. So like it could be a whole yeah, like could be. fell off a cliff type scenario. Well, and like the NFL coach lifestyle that he's lived for the last 40 years very unhealthy very unhealthy <laughs> yeah i mean it's a lot of fast food you're working and he's not like Pete Carroll where he looks like he's in, he's in phenomenal shape he he's he's a little overweight mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's got some pounds to pack on for that new england that new england winter you know and the cut off hooded sweatshirts yeah <laughs> i just i i'm more worried about Balachek from a 
a draft standpoint. It's just so much work that goes into it. So you're it. more worried about his like GM than he is than you are as a football coach? Yeah. I mean as a football coach, like I still think there's a Belichick factor. Now that might start to wane as Buffalo inserts its dominance in this division. Okay. Because I don't think teams are as afraid of the New England Patriots. Like it used to be guaranteed mm, yes. that New England was going to go thirteen and three. Yeah. And they were going to get a first round bye. Yeah. And you had to deal with Brady. I mean, even those that ten year gap where they went for without winning Super Bowls, they were and they won like 20 straight division titles. Right. So that will start as we get further down history, that will not be as scary. But like there's still a Belichick factor. Like, I still think players want to play for Bill Belichick just to say you played for Bill Belichick. And he's like that that I don't think will go away. They just they they they've they've been so hit and miss and more on the miss side in recent drafts. Yes, I agree. So like can they get some more talent in there? Or, or do they just go the route of the Rams and get veteran talent in? That would be interesting because that's totally that's like a complete 180 philosophy from Belichick because he's always like trading his vets for new guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't re-sign J.C. Jackson. The J.C. Jackson, like Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. Tom Brady kind of let go. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I also would not be surprised to see Belichick prove everybody wrong and get one more. I do think he wants to get one more now that Brady got one. Oh, I think so, too. He's definitely competing with Brady. Yeah, to show, like, hey, you know, I can still do this. I wouldn't bet against him. All right. Let's go down to South Beach. Miami. Let's start with Tua before we get to his new toys. Okay. Buying or selling him? My gut reaction is to sell him because he's left-handed. Because he's left-handed? Name? Michael Vick. And Steve Young. Is yeah. That, is that it? I mean, there's not Are a lot you of throwing, left-handed. like, Mark Brunel out there? I mean, isn't, like, 80% of the world right-handed? So, like... Yes, but then you would expect 20% of NFL quarterbacks to be left-handed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sh- sure. <laughs> All sure. Right. So you're, you're out on a guy because he's left-handed. Yeah, I mean... That's my gut reaction. Uh, but looking at him as an actual football player, I, I don't know whether to buy or sell him. I I did not like how early he got drafted. Okay. Because he was drafted, what, fourth overall? Uh, Third overall? right there, yeah. He went before Herbert. Yes. Um, and he really had, like, one season at Alabama. But if you remember, it he was the, the tank for Tua season, and then Tua tore his hip. Which and is huge. The, then Joe Burrow that same year had the big coming-out-of-nowhere campaign, and then Herbert was always like a good prospect. Yeah. But Herbert played in you know the Pacific Northwest where not a lot of people saw him, and that Oregon system wasn't too fair, favorable to it, like what we see in the NFL. Um, it's just... He had so many accolades coming in and, like, the pedigree. You had to take him top five. The problem with, like, most Alabama quarterbacks, I think Bryce Young, he will buck this trend. Most Alabama quarterbacks play for, like, a season. Okay. Right? That's because they're all behind the The next next NFL guy. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's, like, not a lot of – Tua played for two seasons. Yeah, so you know we'll we'll see what Tua comes coming out of that. Um, I just remember him 
in that national championship game taking over for Jalen Hurts. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was one of the most exciting national championship games, as much as it sucked to watch Alabama win (laughs) again. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I I think if, if if Tua can get back there, I do think I like the way Miami's built their roster. Yeah. And I think now is the right time to go after a guy like Tyreek Hill. And with Hill and Waddle, you can do so, so many different things many schematically. Things. Yeah. And I think you bring in kind of a newer – don't get me wrong. I did not like them moving on from Brian Flores. But you bring in a newer, kind of a more progressive, offensive-minded coach like they did. Yeah. They can maybe do some pretty creative things, and they may be able to put up a ton of points this year. That offense is going to have speed everywhere. You got Waddle and Hill, obviously, and Raheem Mostert came over from San Fran, and mm-hmm. he he's fast as hell in his own right. He's coming off of ACL though, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he he's fast as hell, and then you got Mike Asiki, who's technically plays tight end, but he's more of a wide receiver. He's a matchup nightmare type guy. Like they're kind of loaded on offense. Um, Tua's kind of best offensive scheme to me is like uh, you know. RPO type offense, quick, mm-hmm. quick hitters. Quick, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's got. Hopefully, he's another year removed from this injury here. He gets a little healthier with his hip. Um, maybe he's got a little bit more mobility. Of like, he do like more rollouts and you know stuff like that. Um, but I think Mike McDaniel's going to have a fun time designing an offense around Tua and uh, these receivers and the speed everywhere. So, um, I I'm expecting big things from Tua. I'm not saying he's going to be an All Pro or whatever, but I feel like he's going to be. I feel like he's going to be deserving of a second contract after this year, you know? Like, you're not going to look at Tua and be like, yeah, he's, you know, a backup or he should be cut. Or, you know, I I would say you shouldn't look at him like a Daniel Jones where it's like, oh, dude, you're done. Yeah. I think Tua is going to, after this year, it's going to be like, yep, is he worth $30 million? I think that's going to be the conversation 12 months from now. Ooh, that'll be an interesting discussion to have. Um, You know, with Tua and that kind of RPO style, I think this team is built for that, though. Yep. Like, I think Waddle and Hill. Everybody knows Hill because Mahomes just bombs it and he just runs under it, which I still think there'll be a piece of that. Yeah. Like, Tua doesn't have a noodle for an arm. Right. He got kind of ripped on Twitter, and the Dolphins did him no favor by showing that duck he underthrew. Yeah. Like, whoever that social media intern is <laughs> should be fired. Um, but if, like... Like, you just get Hill and waddle the ball, like, good things are going to happen anyway. So if it's a lot of six, seven-yard routes, fine. Yeah. Like, and now teams are going to have to figure out, like, Tyreek Hill always had coverage over the top in Kansas City. Yeah. Are you going to be able to do that with Jalen Waddle on the other side? Right. Right. That's another 4-2 guy you got on the other side there. So I I do think, and then Gusecki, like you said, his skill set, you can move him. In line, you can move him out in the slot. He might be tight end two this year in fantasy. Really? I am high on Gasecki. Wow. Kelsey's getting a little bit older. He's going to get a lot more attention in that offense. Gasecki or Pitts, bro? I'm going to pick Gasecki just because I know who his quarterback is. Okay. So... I'm saying like you got Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. You're taking like Kyle Pitts, like you know Darren Waller. You're taking Mike Kosicki over 
those type of guys, you think he's going to catch? I think he's going to have. A, I think I just think he's going to have a huge year. Okay. I think he can. All right, be. I can get behind that, but tight end two is strong. I think he'd be like a top eight tight end. He's already he was already a top eight tight end. Was he? Hmm. Okay. Well, let's look it up. We got the internet here. <laughs> I mean, I would take you know Andrews, Kelsey, Waller, Pitts, Kittle. Um, I would think I, I I might take Dalton Schultz. We'll see what that office looks like. And then I think you're like you know Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki is kind of like where it's it's coming out like so it's like tight end six maybe, tight end two strong. Uh, Dawson Knox, he led the league in tight end Dalton uh, touchdowns. Schultz. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, did you say Dalton Schultz? Yes. So nobody that this is uh, CBS Sports, their fantasy rankings. Nobody agrees with me. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, but okay, but listen to this though. So this guy's got who's this guy? Let's make Jamie it Eisenberg. He's got Gasecki thirteenth. Okay. Okay, that's but I'm gonna start. Low. I'm gonna start naming some guys that are ahead of him. Cole Komet in Chicago, yeah. not a chance. No, I'm taking Gasecki. Fryermuth in Pittsburgh, no. Hawkinson. I'm okay. taking Hawkinson. Okay, but he's got Jared Goff. Um, Dallas Goddard. Taking Goddard. Uh, this guy's got someone who's on to retire. He's got Gronk. Okay, Gronk's not even playing yet. That's <laughs> 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 <guess> disrespectful. <laughs> Thirteen is a little low. I would Zach Ertz. I would take him over Zach Ertz. And then you got Schultz, Kittle, Waller, Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey. So maybe tight end two is a little high. <laughs> tight end eight ish. I'm I'm still going top five. Okay. I think Kelsey takes a step back. He's another year older. He's going to get a little bit more attention to that offense. Andrews is probably tight end one, just because Lamar is going to get him the ball early and often. Yeah. Pitts is probably another guy who's going to get like twelve targets a game. Yeah. Um, Waller. Do you think Waller's targets go down? Slightly. With Adams going out there. But not egregiously. Kid. I think he still makes a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Like Okay. Kittle Kittle's gotta stay healthy. Yeah. That's the big thing with Kittle. Mm-hmm. If Kittle plays seventeen games, he's a stud. Yeah. Dalton Schultz, I had him last year. Huge Dalton Schultz fan. And he's playing for a contract. Gron- Gronk's retired. Get Gronk out of here. <laughs> but I'm taking Gasecki for sure over Ertz Goddard. I'm even going to say Hawkinson, Fryermuth, and Cole Komet. I would say Fryermuth. I would have that conversation too. I like Fryermuth. I'm high. I like Fryermuth. Fine. Nice court. Nice nice tight end. I just think Gasecki's going to break out this year. All right. Another guy who's on the tag too, I believe. I don't think he. Correct. There's like him, Schultz, and Njoku. Njoku signed though. Yes. Where is he on this list? I got a problem with Jamie Eisenberg here, <laughs> senior fantasy writer. <laughs> All right. All right, so maybe I was a little overdramatic there, but I, I think Gusecki's going to have a breakout here. Um, Hill-Waddle best wide receiver duo. Do you take him over Renfro and Adams? Yes. Jettas and Thielen? Uh, yeah. 
Who's on the other side of Chase? They got uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Okay. Um, trying to think. Godwin and Mike Evans went healthy. Yeah, when those two are healthy, I'm taking them over Hill and really? Waddle. Really? I'm taking Hill and Waddle. I'm so high on Waddle, dude. You also hate Mike Evans. I hate Mike Evans. <laughs> Vendetta against Mike Evans. Um, who else is out there? Uh, DK and Lockett. Uh, yeah. Doesn't do anything with me with Drew Lockett, quarterback. Okay. Lazard and Christian Watson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, they're probably top three. Yeah, I for sure. I think they're top three. I think I would take uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins for sure. Mike uh, Williams. Uh, I'm taking Hill and Waddle over Mike Williams. And uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, so I think they're second for me. Yeah, they're damn good. They're damn good. Um, any chance this team makes the playoffs? Yeah, there's a chance this team makes the playoffs. Okay. Do you think they're better than New England? Yes. All right. I'm behind that. I think they're way better than New England. I'm kind of low on New England, although um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I I, I kind of love Miami coming into the year. I think they're like a ten-ish win team. It'll be interesting to see how what Tua does in his development here this year and what he can do with these weapons now. And it's just. I don't know how much they have in that front seven and that defense. Like yeah. I, I love their their D backs. They're 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 great. I just that defense, you're losing Brian Flores. It's gonna be really interesting. I agree. But again, I the AFC West, I just I worry about that division just beating up on each other. Okay. So like you could have like a, a team with much more talent that just struggles to win games because they're, you know, playing in that hellhole that yeah, is a that, division yeah that gauntlet so you might have like vegas go nine you know win nine games even though yeah. they have all that talent yeah so then does a team like you mentioned tennessee does a team like miami does a team like new england just sneak in just because they play a weaker schedule right that that could happen yeah very well could happen so i think this team has a chance to make the playoffs i think this team needs to be over 500 i think they will be yeah, but I think there's a lot of pressure after f- firing Brian Flores. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like if, if this they don't. Uh, he goes nine and eight, you fire him, and then this team wins three games next year? Oh, yeah, not not a, not a good look. All right, let's do the Jets real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you have two questions. <laughs> oh yeah, by far your fewest. Oh yeah. Um, with number three, with nothing next to it, so you were, you were struggling to come up with stuff to talk about. Oh, my number three became fringe playoff team? Question mark. Zero percent chance they make the playoffs. <laughs> so we'll start with that one. Um, buying or selling Zach Wilson? I I am anti-rookie quarterback class from last year. Jeez. Across the board. One through five, all those guys who went in the first round. I don't see any of those guys becoming like the next Burrow, the next Herbert, the next like young guy that we know is going to make forty million dollars a year. I think that's. I think it's a little too early to make that assessment. I think probably is, but that's like, just how I feel. You can't tell me how I feel. I know, <laughs> I know, but I mean, there's a lot of these guys have just the most potential in the world. They were just all in 
horrendous situations. Well, when you're getting drafted number one or number two overall, it's because the team that's drafting you there. No, stinks. I know, but like, like Trevor Lawrence got drafted by Urban Meyer, and we all know the Urban Meyer saga. Yeah, that's a horrendous situation. Zach Wilson got drafted by the Jets. That just being drafted by the Jets is a horrendous situation. Although I think that I do think as a franchise, they if I had if this was the stock market. They are green and trending up. The Jets? Yes. Oh, for sure. Whereas the Jaguars are like probably not. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what Doug Peterson can do down there, but I think the Jags are trending up just because there's no way you can go down. Well, they've had the number one pick the last two seasons. Exactly. Like Like if they draft third next year, that's that's that's, that's improvement. <laughs> um But like Justin Fields, like they traded away their picks for justin fields and they left nothing no like no weapons for him behind yeah the bears are trending down yeah and like offensive line is not that great so like justin field situation terrible um davis mills we he stepped into the whole houston debacle so like all these guys got kind of shafted but like i'm gonna take davis mills out of it because he was not drafted in the first round last year trey lance trey lance trey lance i think probably has the best scenario even if he's even if he sits this year like he's probably got the highest upside yet in my opinion yeah you know zach wilson mac jones went to a fantastic situation and almost won offensive rookie of the year he did he was also the last quarterback drafted in the first round um, so you went to a better team and a better went situation. to a better team, better situation, more stable. I don't know. I I think Zach Wilson's definitely got the arm. He's got the talent. He got the potential. I think he. I think it's all right there. And like, honestly, like a lot of his player comps coming into from the draft was Aaron Rodgers. And when the Jets did a like a joint practice session with with the Packers, like they were impressed by yeah. Zach Wilson. I mean, he's got he's got the weapons around him now. You got Garrett Wilson, you got Corey Davis, who I think is a good wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, Elijah Elijah Moore. Moore. Like they have some weapons now. Mm-hmm. Where they and who's that running back? Uh, um, uh, Brees Hall. They drafted Brees Hall. Michael Carter. Michael Carter had a nice little season last year. He was like yeah. a under the radar nice yeah. fantasy guy. They picked up C.J. Uzama, an actual tight end. Yep. Tyler Conklin from the Vikings, an actual tight end. So, you know, Zach Wilson going into his sophomore year, I think doesn't he take a, a nice step forward. But I think that this roster still has enough holes to where I, I don't think they're going to like be competitive. But I could see them winning I would say six if, to seven games. I feel like if this team was in the NFC, they would be a fringe playoff team. I feel the AFC is way too stacked. And they are such a young team and developing, and they're trending up, like we, like, like you said, but they're not ready to compete with the Burroughs and Herberts and Mahomes and Allens and Lamar Jacksons and all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson. Like, it's just stacked. It's so hard to break through in the AFC right now. But if I, I feel like if they're in the NFC, like, could they beat the Commanders? I feel like that's a that's a, a debate you could have. Yeah. But other than the... Yeah, but even like if you put them in the commanders division, like are they going to jump the Cowboys or the Eagles to make the playoffs? I feel like they would be a fringe. I feel like a big step for the Jets is just to be talked about in December. Like 
who are the Jets playing? Mm-hmm. Could they, if they win this game, they could you know make a tiebreaker for the seventh seed. They haven't had that in what a decade. So I feel like them just even being in a conversation of being like in the hunt in December and like Thanksgiving. I is still a win for them. Think they're gonna be drafting in the top ten to twelve next year. Hmm. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I think that's their schedule is pretty hard, mm-hmm. um, and they're playing in the AFC, so that does no favors for them. So, I, I think you, I think you're spot on. They're probably top or a bottom twelve team. Um, I just, I like the direction they're going, and if I feel like if they're in, an, if they're in the opposite conference, they would be at least talked about in Thanksgiving, like by Thanksgiving. Okay. Right now, I think. I don't think we're talking about the Jets come Thanksgiving. No, I think the Jets might be like a better version of the Detroit Lions last year. I, th- I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're probably going to lose a lot of close games. I think Zach Wilson's still going to kind of take his lumps a little bit. Um, where they're going to they're going to win like I think seven games is probably the number I'd put on them. I think it's a great season for them, honestly. Yeah, and they're gonna like they're gonna knock off someone they have no business beating. <laughs> they but beat then, the, but they then beat the Titans last year. Yeah, like good example, right? Something like that. Beating a team that they just have no business beating, but then they're also gonna like lose to Jacksonville. Or uh, I haven't looked at their yeah, schedule. But, yeah, I hear you. Um, so this, like, as a Jets fan, it's probably gonna be like you're gonna see glimmers of hope, where you're like, oh my god, we're finally arriving, and then you're gonna be like, oh man, we're still the Jets. Yeah. So I think a win for the Jets would be seven wins. A win for the Jets would be a step in the right direction developmentally for Zach Wilson. Um, That's huge for them. Like as long as, like for any young quarterback, just that taste of success. Yeah. Like knowing what winning feels like. Yeah. And like just having that confidence, that swagger. Like, it's huge. Like there was a question for like a week, like ten days. Like, is Mike White better than Zach Wilson? <laughs> and that's just that's not good. And that's it's it's good. it's tough in New York market. On top of it, right. So that's what worries me a little bit there. Like if he can put together like a couple games, not like in a row, but like a couple games throughout the season where he gets like three hundred yards and like three touchdowns, no picks, and gets a W. Like if he can do that like two or three times throughout the year, showing glimmers of hope, and he can get get it done like that's a win mm-hmm. and in, you know a year from now they're you know more cap room you know you're, you're getting more draft picks in there your draft picks this year your great class you got this year is going to take another leap going into year two like they could be a big player two years three years from now like i wouldn't be shocked um getting him an offensive line now you got lincoln tomlinson coming over from the san francisco 49ers Mackay Becton is going to be healthy. He might be playing right tackle this year because George Fant did a great job at left tackle. Like if he gets a solidified offensive line, you know, you you brought actual skill position players in there um, to help work with him. I would have loved it if they could have got a vet like a Tyreek Hill, a Debo Samuel, like that, or DK Metcalf. If they could have got that, that would have went a long way in Zach Wilson's development. I I feel um, so. Not, you'll see how Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson kind of mesh going forward here. Well, and, you know, last year the news out of training camp was that, like, Corey Davis was going to take a huge step forward. Yeah. And it ended up not coming to fruition. But if he can just have someone on the other side of him, and now you – like, that's a nice receiving core. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, 
Garrett Wilson. Like those are those are tools that yeah. you can now have. I I love the Sauce Gardner pick. You know, Robert Sala is probably a little bit more defensive minded coach. Oh, for sure. Um, Jermaine Johnson was like one of the main guys that fell in the draft. They got him. Yep. And you added Brees Hall. I mean, those first four picks are I think all home, home runs. runs. Um, you had two skill guys, two defensive guys. If the offensive line can hold up, I think this I think this team has a has an opportunity to take a, a giant step forward, which for them is yeah, probably the middle of the pack. They're probably a middle of the league team on the high end here. And that's okay. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um you just gotta see that progress from Zach Wilson and hope he's not just another guy and you just I'd hate for the Jets to be looking for another quarterback again next year. Which has kind of been their yeah recent history yeah i feel like if zach wilson flames out and you know they're winning two games then i definitely am trying to shoot my shot here with one of these rookie quarterbacks coming in like i like i i'm a big zach wilson believer here but you know if it's you know year three that well he's in his second year so if he flames out and this is not looking good and you get a top five pick and you know bryce young cd stroud staring you in the face I I wouldn't blame them for shooting their shot to go and get one of those guys. So, yeah, I think it's a big year for Zach Wilson. He's got to show some progress. I believe in him. Yeah. All right, let's do some over-unders and then wrap this up. Um, Okay, so starting with Buffalo, no surprise here. Tied for the highest win total in the NFL. You got Buffalo over-under 11.5 going over i am too i think that's they just have the easiest road of the teams in the afc yeah and the 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 most talent um miami and new england are tied at eight and a half oh i'm going over on miami and under on new england just because it's a little bit more fun to have some controversy i'll flip-flop it Ooh. I'll go over on New England and on. I don't God. actually. I, I don't think. I don't think Miami's going to lose. You were just saying how New England can make the playoffs. I do think New England goes over. <laughs> so you think both are over? Which, if that's the case, we're talking about this being one of the toughest divisions in football. Yeah. So, which is kind of crazy to think about. So you have like a lot of overs in our like last month of projections dude this is gonna be i think this league (laughs) you know how we talk about the middle class evaporating in you know society i think the middle class in the nfl is going to evaporate yeah i think certain teams are going to be really really bad i think so too but damn i think you took what the over on the chargers you took the over on i've taken a lot of overs yeah life's too short to bet the under like everyone's getting the over man Everyone's having good years. I think the problem for me is that extra, the 17th game. The 17th game? Okay. Just throws me <laughs> off. <laughs> well, you did pick Baltimore, or uh, Pittsburgh, go 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and so and I picked the under take. on Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, here's another over, too. The Jets at 5.5. I think they go over. <laughs> Are you taking the under at 5.5? So you, you took everyone in the division to go over. I mean, it's probably not going to happen from a probability standpoint. I'm going to go Jets over. I think if they get to six. So you, the only team you have under is New England. Yeah. What do you, do you think they win eight games? No. Seven? No. 
Oh, you're like you're totally fourth. selling. Fourth. They're fourth so they're, in division. They're a top five pick next year. Top ten pick. Well, four wins. No, no, they'll be fourth in the division. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, they're gonna okay. be last. I think the Jets. I got the you Jets. Think the Jets jump New England. Jets jump New England. Dang. Hmm. Dude, I don't know how Max gonna score points and. J.C. Jackson's gone. Like they might get aired out. Okay, I'm just not willing to bet against Bill Belichick yet. That's fair. I can. I. I. I totally see why. But I don't know. I just. I do think this division is the toughest to predict because I think Miami, New England, and New York can less a little bit less so for the Jets, but I think every team could win five games and I think every team could win somewhere between maybe nine and ten games all right other than the Jets I don't think the Jets get to ten or nine I think if they went like eight nine that would be a huge year for them yeah I think seven's pretty good yeah and what are they five and a half that's the over under yeah I think I'm taking the over on that Hmm. New England finishing last I think is a bold prediction. That's my take. Huh? All right. Good stuff. I can't wait till September. I'm so pumped for I this. I know, man. We need football now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the NBA is over. It's like oh, dude, hockey playoffs. Baseball and that's Baseball it. and the U.S. Open yesterday for golf. And even then they got one major championship left. So, <sighs> yep. All right, man. Anything else on this division? Not much. I think we just put a bow on it there. We get to wrap it up. Our tour around the league ends. Next week? Next week. Ooh. With the AFC South. Your favorite division. Le- <laughs> leaving. I just procrastinated so hard on the AFC South. <laughs> just keep putting it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But next next week we get to talk about it. Um, and then that'll conclude our, our trip around the league. And then maybe we'll start doing some fantasy talk or we'll get closer to camp and we can start talking news and notes and all that good stuff. Sounds good, boss. All right, man. Well, until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.